Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. We're going to take a deep dive into happiness today, because what does happiness look like? What contributes to it? How can we have a good life even when we aren't happy? Because everybody loves to feel good, and there's a benefit to that. We know that positive mood and positive feelings help us manage the challenges of our life right? Feel good. We're more motivated when we're feeling happy. But I think we work too hard to create happiness. I think there are other aspects that help us to live a meaningful life. And when we're doing that, I think that's linked to our happiness as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today on Polly Campbell Simply Said. We all want to feel happy, And there are different degrees of happiness, hedonistic, eudaimonic. Hedonistic happiness often results from an event or happening. Your football team wins, you get new shoes, and that triggers a flood of good feelings. But those good feelings fade quickly, right? They're more situational. Whereas eudaimonic happiness is related to purpose and meaning, and it runs a little deeper. It's about contentment and deep-seated joy. What if we're not happy? What if we don't have great meaning in life? And sometimes we are living meaningful lives, but they're not happy ones, right? Sometimes we have big challenges and we'll feel great satisfaction when we contribute to make things better, to overcome those challenges, but it doesn't mean we love them or that it was happy, a happy time, okay? But there is deep value in living a fulfilling, satisfied life that might not include happiness at all. And our health is tied to having a rich, full life, a variety and interesting people and perspective changing experiences. So living a rich life, a deeper life, a life with depth and variety, that might be the key ultimately to happiness. See how those relate? The point is that researchers Shigehe Oisi from the University of Virginia and Aaron Westgate from the University of Florida say living a rich life while it is linked to happiness and meaningfulness, it's the part that needs more of our attention because living a rich life, one full of depth, is actually better for our well-being than just about anything else. What does that look like? Living a happy life involves goals that create positive feelings, right? And overall satisfaction. While finding meaning in life is associated with us living our potential and using our talents to make a difference in the world, to have vast experiences. But here's the rub. A rich life, just like a meaningful life, does not always mean you are going to feel happy. My question is, do we care? I mean, happiness is a great feeling. Love is a great feeling. But as long as we're engaged in our life, as long as we're participating and curious and involved, are we sitting around thinking about whether we feel happy or not? I mean, a lot of times I'm feeling appreciation or love or gratitude, but I'm not necessarily clued into happy feelings. I might have a deep feeling of contentment and uh, peace, 
but not necessarily a flare of happiness. There is value to living a good life. When we are engaged and challenged by different perspectives, when we are connecting and participating, even if that does not make us happy. Look for the research on sciencealert.com. Life doesn't have to be happy or meaningful. Many of us just want to be psychologically rich, is what researchers say. And I agree. I think I've felt this in my own life. In fact, it prompted me to write a book called You Recharge. It's my newest book. You can get it out wherever books are sold. And it really came out of a time in my life when I was feeling stuck and burned out and just kind of flat. I was really stuck in the routine. And it was comparable, right? On paper, everything was fine. We were plugging right along. But I wasn't feeling engaged in my life. And over time, that left me feeling really dissatisfied and bored and frustrated. I think living a psychologically rich life contributes to our well-being because it just feels better. We are engaged. We are learning. We are growing. We are connecting. And ultimately, for me, those things do lead to happiness. Right? I like this notion of well-being rather than feeling all happy or all grateful or anything all the time. I think we should feel it all. And when we pursue only one dimension, when we are after only happiness, we miss so much. I think we deny our own vastness and the complexity of who we are in this humanity if we're only chasing happiness. If we are only pursuing a happy life, I think we're missing out on so much. And I think ultimately, we have a greater opportunity to be happy when we are engaged in all these changing dynamics and perspectives that are out there. When we are living a psychologically rich life, I think we will feel happier. Often the most powerful or startling or interesting moments for me haven't been when I've been the happiest, but when I've been doing something differently. When I'm the most grateful or the most comfortable or calm or curious or challenged, when I'm mentally awake and engaged in the moment, I can look back at those moments and say, yes, I was also happy, even if I didn't know it at the time. But ultimately, this kind of participation leads me to new experiences and people and perspectives that also help me to grow and be part of making a difference in the world, a positive contribution. I mean, think about this. When have you been happy? And when have you felt really good and rich and compelled by your life? I wasn't always happy when I was writing a book or raising a teen. I'm not always happy in my marriage. But there is a depth to those experiences that make me want to get up in the morning and engage with those people and be in relationship and do the work and learn the research I need to write for the book. That is invigorating to me. But certainly sitting down alone to spend six hours a day writing a chapter, that doesn't always feel good. I don't always want to do it. I'm not always happy I'm doing it. But it invigorates me. And in the end, it feels so 
deep and rich and interesting. I think we can have the kind of depth and richness in life and find a way to be happy too. So here are some things to think about, okay? According to the research, the characteristics of a psychologically rich life include three big characteristics. Variety. Can you sit back and say, my life is full of unusual or interesting or unique experiences. Now, they don't have to be unique to me or anyone else, but to you. Are you bringing variety into your life? Another component of a psychologically rich life is interest. I've had a lot of interesting experiences. Can you say that about your life? Look around. Are you doing things that are interesting to you, that you're curious about? Are you learning and growing? That's one reason I do the podcast, because I get to interview all these people and do this research. So I learn every day. And that brings about interesting experiences because I get on down the rabbit hole, right? Uh, I find something that's like interesting and I go after that and I learn more and more and link it all together. And finally, do you have perspective changes in your life? Are you able to look at the life you're leading now and say, yes, I'm learning a lot. I've had a lot of different experiences. I've seen a lot of different things. I've learned things that have changed my mind. Are you agile in your thinking? The characteristics of a happy life are a little different. They include comfort and security and joy. Meaningful living is different too. That is correlated around, do we feel like we're making a difference? Do we have a purpose here? And I think all those things can be part of a psychologically rich life too. So are you living with depth? Because if you are, if you have a rich life full of variety, full of interesting experiences, and full of learning and perspective shifts, then you're going to be living with greater well-being. So what does it take to do those things? What kinds of people have psychologically rich lives? They're curious. We've talked before on the show that I think curiosity is a superpower. Number one, it can help you focus from the obstacle or problem into the solution and creative problem solving. So if you're in a conflict or you're dealing with a difficult situation, instead of getting angry or scared or upset, you can step back and, and say, hey, huh, wonder why this is happening. Wonder how I can handle this. And that curiosity automatically shifts us to a different perspective that allows us to move through the difficulty. But it also allows us to chase our interests, right? It prompts questions that can motivate us into new jobs or travels or experiences or people. And that is one way to develop a psychologically rich life. And to do that, I think you have to be open to new experience. Now, I'm not going to bungee jump. I'm not a mountain climber. But I do have a pretty flexible mindset. Right? I'm open to new experiences when it comes to art or programs or books or people. There's a curiosity there. And when we talk about open to experience, there's got to be some sensitivity, some emotional uh, component, right? An intellectual curiosity, a flexibility, a willingness to shift and learn about something else. And these people also experience emotions intensely both positive and negative ones. I absolutely do. I'm an intense character and I feel good and 
bad. I feel deep pain and I feel great joy and often in the same five minutes. I don't think it's enough just to experience these emotions, but to also process and engage with the emotional experiences, to try to understand what they have to show us and get curious about why they are showing up for us and learn from ourselves and learn from the experiences we are having. People who lead psychologically rich lives also tend to be open-minded, tend to embrace social change more frequently. I'm not always good at this part, and that's okay, right? We all have our strengths, and this isn't always one of mine. I tend to get comfortable, and I like the way things are, and change, social change can feel hard for me. But when it's happening anyhow, I'm really interested in it. I'm really curious, and I like new experiences. I like, just like I like the changing seasons, I like to see what's going to happen in the world. So where do you line up in these things? Which aspects do you gravitate toward? How are you building psychological richness in your life? Are you curious? Are you open to new experiences? Are you willing to try different things? Are you willing to lean into change or able to lean into change and say, hey, this might not be what I love, but I'm going to watch and be curious about this? Is personal growth a part of your life? Right? Those of us who live a psychologically rich life don't just repeat the same steps over and over every day. We don't just always eat the same food or hang out with the same people. We try different things and we're willing to open ourselves up. Now, there are times in my life that I've done this better than other times. Sometimes I really am stuck in the comfort zone. Right before I wrote my book, I was in a very comfortable place and it started to be boring and not feel good. And I think it's just because of this component. All the colors look the same. And I was eager to kind of grow and move out of that. So if you're feeling like you're in a routine that isn't quite as comfortable anymore, it's too familiar, now is a good time to step out and develop some richness, get curious about what's next, be open to new classes or processes or people or foods, right? And in the long run, I think you'll find happiness along the way because happiness is often impacted, long-term happiness is often impacted by the things we go after, the goals we have, right? In particular, research tells us that the happiest people are usually those people who pursue goals that influence their long-term happiness. People tend to be happier when they pursue goals that connect them to other people also, right? That when they see their work or, or their process toward achieving their own goals as connecting to a bigger purpose, helping other people achieve their own goals or doing something something that leads to positive contribution helps others, right? So what we're talking about is the kind of goals that help us feel happy tend to be more cooperative goals rather than competitive goals. And if we're out there engaging in the world and cooperating, we have an opportunity to bring in more variety, to change the way we're thinking, to be more open and sensitive and emotionally aware and connected, and to do the things, chase our curiosities, engage in our lives that develop a rich inner life, to develop the psychological richness. So 
that contributes to our well-being. So we feel better, and in return, because of the goals we're pursuing, we're looking toward long-term happiness as well. Okay? So simply start to evaluate your goals. Do they fit with your purpose? Do they motivate you, inspire you? Are you curious about them? Are you pursuing that thing that may not be happy every step of the way, but is interesting and intriguing and bringing in new experiences and new perspectives? Are you living with a depth and engagement in life that feels satisfying to you? And if you're not, are there certain things you want to learn, certain ways to bring this in? Because this is a choice you can make. When you tackle a new challenge or learn something new, you expand your possibilities and perspectives. When you chase your curiosity, you open up opportunities. And in turn, You can find and connect with goals that allow you to cooperate and contribute and connect with other people as they achieve their goals. And this contributes to happiness. It's all a circular pattern. It all relates. Another way that we can create happiness and a rich psychological life that adds depth and interest to our life is to choose the focus of the experiences we're having. Most experiences have some positive and negative elements, good and bad, right? I mean, have you ever had uh, a great night with a friend and then gotten home and found the house totally messed up and dirty and had dishes to do? You have the great dinner with a friend, then you have to come home and clean house doesn't mean the whole night's a wash. It just means our experiences are varied. And that contributes to our well-being and our rich psychological life. But often, we can get hung up on all the dirty dishes in the sink instead of the great evening we've had. We go to the emotion that is closest to us. So we'll feel good all the way home. And then we see all the dirty dishes in the sink and we get angry and we hold on to that anger. And that steers us away from joy in our lives. So the happiest people tend to focus on the positive. It doesn't mean they have only positive. It doesn't mean they're happy every moment or that everything's going easy or they have loads of money or they're a size five or whatever it is. It just means they choose to focus on the things that are working. They recognize the negatives. They recognize the downside, but they focus on the things that are working the best. So the focus on the positive elements does two things. Makes it more fun in the moment because you're really tuned in to what's happening, the good stuff. And it also helps the memory of that good linger. So when you look back on the event, you remember the parts that went well, the fun parts, the positive parts, and not just the upsetting aspect of the memory. So where are you on that scale? Are you a person that brings in a variety of experiences? Are you open to new perspectives and ideas? Are you looking for growth and to feed your curiosity? And are you pursuing goals that actually allow you and help you and point you in the direction to make a positive contribution? Because I think this is the stuff that matters. It's not just having fun and buying shoes all the time. It's also not lurking in the darkness and feeling bad all the time. 
It's about doing it all, right? Having that psychologically rich life, being engaged in the world, in this experience, in many new experiences, and paying attention. And then from there, we can take those moments and focus on the positive and use them to launch us toward things that'll help us make a positive contribution. I love it. I love it. But I think all of this stuff starts with self-awareness, like so many things, right? We need to pay attention. We need to get our baseline. How are we living now? How are we engaged now? What ways can we do it differently to add depth and meaning to our lives and joy? And a good way to start that is the Simply Nifty Today. There's a website, www.psychologytoday.com slash us slash tests and you can go there and you can take any one of a billion zillion not totally but approximately a billion zillion self-assessments you can find out about your love assessment your career assessment your what motivates you how where you measure up on the happiness scale and the quizzes are usually just take a couple of minutes and they're free and you get a snapshot of where you're at. And then if you'd like more details, you can um, pay like five bucks for the full report. But you do get some feedback without having to pay the money. And I think that's simply nifty. Take a minute today and, and tap into your self-awareness. Where are you at right now in your life? What would you like to grow into? What's working well? How are you feeling about your dates? Are you enchanted? Are you bewildered? Are you curious about all these experiences that are here for us and available? Are you aware of the good ones and the challenges you're facing? Take a minute and then if you're curious, go hop on one of these at www.psychologytoday.com forward slash US forward slash tests and pick a topic. Find out how your stress levels are or your happiness levels or discover the things that make you happy from these self-assessments. It's just kind of curious way. The work comes down to us, right? We get the opportunity to explore and learn. But quizzes like this can be a fun way to get a baseline and get us thinking. Give you a sense of where you're at for free. And then if you want to go further into your entrepreneurial spirit or how depressed you are or your romantic notions, then you can pay for a more complete report. And I think that kind of stuff is simply nifty. I think it's fun to do. And I'm always looking for different ways to learn about myself. But remember, ultimately it comes down to you. You get to decide what you want to do in the world, how you want to go through it and feel about this life that we have. We don't have much time on the planet. I want to go through it feeling good and learning and growing. And when we do that, you will live a psychologically rich life. And that contributes to our well-being. It isn't an easy life. It's not a purpose-filled life or one that is only filled with rainbows and unicorns that determines how good of a life we live. It's our participation, how we show up, our engagement. Today, look for ways to color outside of your own lines. Try new things. Bring in variety. Immerse yourself in an artistic challenge or sign up for a class, something you've always wanted to learn but never had the guts to try. Introduce yourself to someone new, someone who maybe holds different beliefs or ideas than you and start learning and engaging with your life. I think when we bring variety 
and lead with our curiosity into this world, that we establish and develop a richness and depth that can make our relationships better, make our work more interesting, and really help us create the sense of well-being and engagement that makes everything else feel like an adventure. That's the life I want to live. When we do that, we will live a life that is good and well, and that is worth doing. So go out there, discover your own psychological richness, pursue your interests, challenge yourself to grow. And when we do that, we will all live well, do good and be happy. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Acid.